Investors bought treasuries and sold stocks following a soft NFP and robust wages growth data in the US last Friday. This week, the US inflation report and the first set of earnings from the US big banks will actually keep investors busy. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swissco's Daily Market Talk. So Asia began the new trading week digesting the news of a softer than expected NFP read, faster than expected wages growth data in the US combined with deflation in both Chinese consumer and producer prices. So the divergence between China and the US continues. So first in the US, well revealed last Friday, the official jobs data well showed that the US economy added less jobs than expected by analysts in the month of June. But, but, but the number was still above the 200,000 psychological mark. So before COVID, remember, we would have just considered this number as being relatively strong. But anyway, the last two NFP figures were also revised down and the combined revision was something like 110,000 lower jobs. Lower job additions came as a relief, obviously, for the Federal Reserve watchers, but the wages grew faster than expected in the US, which is obviously a concern for inflation and the Fed's inflation fight. And the unemployment rate fell also slightly to 3.6% in the US last month. So all in all, the US jobs data was still hot and the data totally backed the Federal Reserve's campaign of further monetary policy tightening with further interest rate hikes. Although, although the US two-year yield slipped below the 5% mark on Friday with the sight of a missed NFP number, the US 10-year yield consolidated above the 4% mark, while the US dollar index was sold off aggressively below its 50 and 100-day moving averages, and the index is now testing a long-term ascending channels base to the downside. Now, on Wednesday this week, the US will reveal its latest CPI data and inflation in the US is expected to have fallen from around 4% to somewhere around 3% in June, with, however, a possible uptick in the monthly figure. But unfortunately, core inflation could prove a bit stickier at around the 5% mark, and in all cases, while softening and ideally softer than expected inflation figures in the US carry the potential of pushing the Federal Reserve hawks back because they went just ahead of themselves for the past couple of weeks. So that could give quick support to the US stocks, which actually ended the first week of July and the first week of the second half of this year in the negative last week. The S&P 500 fell 1.2% last week, but the index remains at the highest level since April last year still, while Nasdaq 100 gives some topish signs, but the index is still above the 15,000 psychological mark as we are now walking into the US earnings season. Because although the craziness around AI is now expected to boost revenue and profits and growth for stocks that are involved in the sector, obviously, well, the time may have not come just yet. And I'm saying that because Korean Samsung, you know, Samsung, which is one of the world's biggest, biggest chip makers, well, said recently that it expected its operating profit to plunge by 96% year on year as the downturn in memory chips 
continues actually due to persistent supply. So the stock price chart doesn't look like a company which just announced a possible 96% fall in its profits as it gained by more than 40% since September last year and the stock price is still up by around 35% since then but we actually see some topish signs. The topish signs are clearly there and soft earnings season could actually be that trigger for a deeper downside correction for Samsung and a deeper downside correction for the other chip stocks that actually went to the moon in the first half of this year. But anyway, it's with the earnings of the US big banks that the earnings season will kick off this week. So JP Morgan, Wells Fargo and Citigroup will be reporting their earnings on Friday this week. Now, many analysts out there caution that the earnings of large US banks may actually have reached their peak last quarter due to some several factors. One is, well, the net interest income is likely to continue declining. Two, the credit costs are gradually returning to normal and they are increasing. And three, well, inflation is putting some decent pressure on their expenses. Then banks are preparing for anticipated regulatory changes as well by increasing their liquidity, then raising their debt capital and holding back on share repurchases. So all these actions are negatively affecting earnings per share growth for these banks in general and could have a parallel negative impact on stock prices as well. Now we know that the US big big banks have been doing relatively well since the Silicon Valley bank collapsed last March as they managed to amass a big big chunk of deposits from people fleeing the smaller and regional banks in the US and JP Morgan for example is up by around 20% since its March dip. But we now observe steady deposit and loans and a revenue increase in some US regional banks, which obviously at the current price levels are now considered as being somehow undervalued by investors. My only concern here is well, the rising Federal Reserve rates, which will actually continue putting some pressure on the US banking system. And unfortunately, while the US regional banks remain the most in danger, the most vulnerable to further rate hikes. Elsewhere, as I was saying at the beginning of this episode of Market Talk, while the Chinese inflation came in unexpectedly soft yet again in the month of June. So consumer prices in China fell 0.2% month on month as a decline in producer prices accelerated more than expected to 5.4% year on year. So the Chinese efforts to boost their economy and boost their inflation are not working well so far. So that's maybe, but just maybe why the Chinese regulators choose to ease pressure on their technology giants these days. Because last Friday, the Chinese regulators finally ended a year-long inspection of Alibaba's Ant Group and they also said that the technology industry in China will see normalized supervision from now on. Woo, that's good news. So Alibaba shares jumped 8% in New York last Friday, but would that be enough to bring the investor confidence back on the table? Is not sure just yet. And morose Chinese inflation actually limited appetite in oil this morning in Asia, but the price of a barrel of American crude actually rallied past the $73 per barrel level to the 100-day moving average last Friday as the fresh round of production cuts from Riyadh and 
Moscow combined slowly but surely brought some oil bulls back to the battlefield last week as long-term supply worries now started waiting on mood in the oil bears camp. Now trends and momentum indicators in oil are now comfortably bullish and that hints that the rally that we started seeing last week could actually extend further. The next natural target for the oil bulls is the 200-day moving average level which now stands near the $77 per barrel level. Finally, on the central bank's agenda this week, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand and the Bank of Canada will hold a monetary policy meeting this week. So while the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is expected to hold its policy rate steady at around the 5.5% mark, the Bank of Canada could actually opt for another 25 basis point hike at this week's monetary policy meeting to push its policy rate to 5% level as the Canadian policymakers haven't yet seen sufficient evidence of slowing consumer demand. So this week's hike from the Bank of Canada, however, is expected to be the last of this tightening cycle as the rising cost of living and tumbling house prices in Canada should help the Bank of Canada to conclude that some significant economic downturn is certainly down the road for the Canadians. Now on the Forex front, I expect the dollar CAD to actually remain downbeat from now on on the back of a sufficiently hawkish Bank of Canada stance and a certain rebound in oil prices. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me in this hot, hot Monday weather. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on twitter and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading